0: Uh, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Puck Placement Podcast, presented by Sports Ethos. It's your host, Joe Ratt, and I'm joined today by our new um, contributor uh, to Sports Ethos, Dovey uh, Goldman. Dovey, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. And am Um, I correct? Hmm?
0: Am I pronouncing your first name correct? Yeah, you're
1: pronouncing it right. Like, you know, I I go by Andy sometimes, you know, uh, Dovey's, you know, like, you know, one name I go by, you know, in like, you know, my community, like, you know, more swelting, but in like, you know, in, in the public world, I go, I go by Andy. Sometimes you can call me Andy. That also works.
0: Okay. Sure. Um, I'll just stick with what I got here. Uh, it rolls off the tongue easy. So, um, but anyway, glad to have you. Uh, today we are going through the, well, we're going through the central division. We've, Previously, or I at least have been previously doing season previews for individual teams, but we're fast approaching the start of the 23 24 season, and you know, there's just simply not enough time to get every team in. So, what better way to do it uh, than fast track it by doing you know divisions? And today, we'll go through the central division, like I mentioned, um, and we'll go through each team. We won't do a specific playoff breakdown but we can obviously mention like this team will probably go to the playoffs. We'll be doing a larger podcast next week uh, to kind of go through the entire league and our playoff predictions and so forth. Um, So we'll go through each team. Now we'll give our two cents and any bets we have seen um, any futures. Um, I, We'll probably save that for the next pod. But if you have any today, Dovey, that's totally fine. Of course, Um, you can reiterate it on the next pod or the big pod next week. But, um, yeah, without further ado, let's go. I'm just going through. We'll go through the teams as they stood last at the end of last season. So Colorado is up first. Um, Any big takes on what they did in the offseason or, you know, what you have for their uh, kind of general outlook.
1: So I would, the thing that comes to mind the most that I think, you know, the big impact move, there's two, one is the Ryan Johansson trade where you got Nashville to cover half the salary for the remainder of his two years on his deal. And I think that he's definitely a very serviceable second line center, something it was a void that they needed to fill with the departure of cadre following the cup. Um, so I really like that move. And the other thing, well, the term is a little long. I'm sure, you know, you know where I'm going with this. I think miles Wood is a big impact guy. That's a guy in the playoffs. who's going to go to war. He hits he'll, he gets, he, he, he'll grind it up in the corner. He's not afraid to take a punch if he needs to. And he's can contribute. Like he, like he was good in New Jersey and he just got totally. Like shellacked with injuries that like, he's just like totally like, he just kind of fell off the wagon and, you know, uh, Chris McFarland and Joe Sackick and Jared Bednar very clearly believe in him that this guy can contribute, this guy can step up. He can probably, he's a middle six guy, but, you know, if he's playing in Colorado, like, you know, with Ross Colton um, and Johansson and all and all of their other middle six guys that they have, they think he could be elevated and he could be returned to a 56, 50 to 60 point player. And I think that those are the two key moves that I think that they made. And I really think that you know it was a very shrewd move especially with the cap going to rise significantly in the su- in the subsequent seasons after this one um i think that that deal is going to end up being a bargain like two and a half million now in two years that's going to look like 1.75 or one and a half yeah cannot uh, what agree. about you
0: could not agree more i think Myles Wood is a great addition um i won't repeat everything you said obviously rhino johansson you know he's had he somehow kind of um I guess ran his course ran his course with uh Barry Trotz in Nashville and he's had you know some question marks with regards to his attitude or kind of demeanor but uh, I think uh Bednar is a good guy to kind of uh weather that um the two big moves I really liked for them um in addition to the guys we mentioned are uh Thomas Tatar and Ross Colton who you mentioned will probably play or projected to play with Miles Wood on that third line. I, along with Miles Wood's uh, physicality brings some pretty, he still has really good wheels. And I think, you know, he's, he's not old uh, given that uh, contract he just got that you cited, but Ross Colton also a, I thought was going to be a a lightning lifer um, as a kind of transition some guys out, but, seemed like it just got too crowded. Um, they, the Lightning, of course, signed uh, Brandon Hagel. And I think, you know, Ross Colton was the odd man out, obviously. He moves on to a another contender, which is awesome. He gets an elevated role. He'll play every game, obviously. And uh, I think he's going to get some bigger responsibility. Um, Thomas Tatar is an interesting move. I did not see coming as far as Colorado goes. Um I'm getting that right, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he signed him in Colorado.
0: Yeah, I was getting mixed up with uh, Druin, who also was there, but uh, Tatar was a late addition. Um, I think that's an interesting move. He can still score. He's still a a producer at his age. Um, So I think those two are pretty impactful. I wonder how the roster construction is going to be or the lineup. Tatar just makes them deeper at the very least, whether Druin stays playing on that first line with his old – Juniors uh, running mate with uh, Nathan McKinnon or not if Tatar earns that first line spot, I think it's it's uh, irrelevant pretty much. Um, Julian, I like at that spot, but if Tatar gets put in a middle six position, it'll be interesting where he goes if O'Connor drops to the fourth line, mm-hmm. um, which is totally I think that is fine. but the whole point is they make themselves so much deeper. They lost a few guys. Um, JT Confer, big face-off guy. Um, they lost
1: everyone. They're Robert. more than made up for it, at a minimum. Yeah. I, Col- Colton and Johansson, like, net, they're at least even.
0: I would say it's probably going to be even. Uh, JT Confer was, you know, 50% at the dot by himself. Not a big scorer, but, um, you know, was mm-hmm. very clutch in, in the playoffs and their cup run with winning huge faceoffs um, Evan Rodriguez another center walks out the door uh, goes to Florida along with um, not along with but also another center slash wing uh, Alex newhook just didn't work out um, pretty invisible as a as a pro um, to, at the, to this point I can see him you know elevating himself in Montreal but we'll see um, and the veteran Yeto – Eric Johnson, Lars Eller, also depart, but don't think that's going to be
1: mm-hmm. missed. So there, there were a couple other things with Colorado that I did want to bring to to attention. The first is: is there any clarity on what happened with Valeri Nikushkin Nish- uh, in the playoffs last year? Like, is he fine? He's back, no problem, or is there still a lot of ambiguity there?
0: Uh, I believe there's less ambiguity as far as uh, they know what happened and mm-hmm. they know the details. Like he's gonna going to play. On. Uh, also, all sides' signs point to him being able to play. Um, I have not seen anything. Obviously, it was, well, you know, it was dramatic and definitely cost them in the playoffs. But I think – let me see here. I'm pretty certain that he'll still – be ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not... It's I'm, just
1: a question. It could be we don't have the answer. Like, we don't, sure. yeah, you know, hunt around for it. The, the other thing was... Um, the, uh, there was two other things. One is, do you think Peter Holland, like, I know he's... he. This is, like, his last shot. He, quote-unquote, retired a year and a half or two years ago, and he's back. He's back in camp. Do you think that he's in contention for a spot? Is he going to go down to the Eagles, to, to the HL Is... Or are you like you know is it like oh maybe he could actually like you know he still has some gas left in the tank? No,
0: don't you, so. you don't think so? No, I they've their their bottom six is pretty figured pretty out, solid. pretty much figured out. Yeah, because if like I said, if Tatar slides in that third line, then O'Connor goes down to the fourth, and Chris Wagner, who they brought in, probably drops out. But they still have Cagiano, Myers. And
1: isn't Cogliano like his career's over? Like didn't he have a massive injury last year? Like that sounds like it's gonna be hard to get back from, especially in your, his late 30s. Um well like he's he's still on the roster, he's still under contract. I it's just it's unclear.
0: Yeah, I mean as of September 26th, that was the projected lineup. So let me
1: Right. So I guess I guess you know the indications are is that he's good to go. Um, I do think that there is a little bit of uncertainty on defense. Not really in a negative way. It's Devin Taze is in a walk here, and yeah. he's a he's a phenomenal defenseman. To to have Devin Taze be your third or fourth defenseman is spectacular. Uh, depending on Sam Gerard, Bo and Byron, where you rank them, I think Bo and Byron's <laughs> going to be a force this year. Like I I expect him to take a massive step that he's going to elevate to that top two status. Like, you know, he's been in the league for two years now. He's on a second deal and he was really good last year. Like I'm expecting he's going to be in conversation of the quote, unquote, most underrated defenseman and, or like, Oh, sleep, you know, if my is injured again, maybe he gets, you know, some Norris bo- votes or ballots or things like that. Um, he, he, it's a, it's a real question of, can you afford to keep both Bo and Byram and Devin Taze? and which one would you pick?
0: That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Obviously a lot has the, is predicated on, you know, how the first couple months go, but, um, Devin Taze, he's not like super old. So he's not even old. Um, and I would rank him as like the number two. Do have him at two? Actually, two. yeah. Um, and then Byram, and then Gerard. Um, Byron I think, is going to probably surpass him. Uh, hopefully, he can right. avoid a concussion again because that would jeopardize everything. But um, Taze is turning um, thirty
1: in February. Yeah, so like, still, still in his prime um, for me. But do you want to give him seven, seven eight million dollars a year? For long term, it's a tough one. It is. It it kind of feels like they're just riding it out, and he's going to walk unless he's willing to take less.
0: Yeah, I think it's something they figure out at the end of the season, um, because if they can make if they're strong going into the playoffs and can make a cup run, which is likely. Um it, it that'll tip the scales, of course. That'll be you know, he'll demand a lot. And I could see him walking, um, or them letting him walk. Um I also don't know the contract situation with Gerard. Gerard's
1: locked up long term.
0: Okay. Um
1: I believe it's seven times seven he signed prior to COVID, so he a- should have another two or three years left. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I can, I can double check very quickly. All right. Um, I, I think that, you know, um, there is one other question, which is, you know, I don't love their goaltending situation. I think Georgiev is serviceable, but, like, he's not going to win them games. And Fransu, it seems, is injured too. So they may need to scour the waiver wire market, look for a third string to either patch a hole, or it could be that they need something, you know, a bit, more substantial deadline, but there's not really much to prepare for in that sense. Uh, yeah. It's just a, where they're at. Yeah. Was... Three more years after this one at $5 million.
0: Okay. That's pretty good if he can get back to form, um, yeah. kind of a down year. Um, he's got plenty of talent. He just is a matter of staying healthy. Yeah, that and being better. Um, Francis, he just got put on IR, like you said. I did not know that. So, well, that was as of yesterday. So, mm-hmm. or Thursday, Thursday. Sorry. Um. So that's huge. So yeah, that that it's a big deal. I totally missed that. That's huge because I, I like Francis a lot. Um. Yeah, I don't know what they do for backup, but and, and like you said, Georgiev is nothing to sneeze at, but he's also nothing right home about. So that is kind of their only weakness in my mind. Um mm-hmm. and
1: they got, and they're not they, the only contender with massive question marks at goaltender in the West. No. No, not at all. And but like with them, there's one with team the, that comes to mind, you know, who we're not going to talk about today in the West, who goaltend they're stacked. They're just absolutely loaded in their in their 18 skaters, goaltending. You just don't have confidence there. And that's the only thing that I think um, leaves them um, from being the bona fide front runner to go to the cup final. Um a go- I mean, if you don't have goaltending, uh, what are we talking about here? So it's something definitely that needs to be addressed in some way or the other. Um, yeah.
0: But I think, I think this team is good enough to, uh, you know, weather the storm until uh, Francois gets back. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're deep, deep enough, and yeah, I think they'll be fine um, until Francois gets back, and that's a that's a pretty good duo as far as, you know, alternating starts and seeing which one rises up this year. Um, I mean, I'm not you know, dismissing your concern at all. It is a right. very warranted uh, concern, but I don't think it's you know sound the alarms at that uh, point um
1: mm-hmm. i mean I, like i quickly you know just looked at who's on for agency from last year like yara Lock's available i mean maybe he's you know like a band-aid for your for, for them right now um who else uh i see brian elliott's available but that's you know i think he's a little cooked otherwise uh the only other goalie who played more than 10 games was michael Hutchinson, and that's definitely not a viable solution. Yeah. Um, I,
0: I mean, I don't, so, I don't know what they do there. Um, yeah. they I'm will- sure
1: their third goalies are going to go on the waiver wire and also their defense is really solid. It could be someone, a third goalie for someone else is going to be helpful for them.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to belabor that one. Um, so I, I, yeah, easy pick for me to finish right where they were last year. Um, maybe they go I any mean, cost. Call- Points, but uh, do, you, do you see them finishing first in the Central?
1: So it's a tough one. The only so I'm going to say no, I don't, and that's simply because I think Dallas is just they, I, they're they're my pick to win the cup. Like I'll just say okay. it right now. Like, that's Dallas, the next thing. like we're, isn't Chicago next. No, no, no. Skip. Dallas Dallas good. is next, so that's a great segue. Dallas. A plus off season, you, you know, you just went and made a deep forward group deeper with Matt shane and um, I, I, I think you know, like I, th- I think the Stanley Cup's going back to the state of the Lone Star State, like loaded, loaded. Goal Jake Ottiger is a top five goaltender in the league in my opinion, their defense, you have Haskin and plus you have Lindell and Suter and Nils Lumpfist and young guys. They, they have this beautiful blend of vets, young guys, and just guys in their prime. And it's just like this beautiful symphony of everything's running on all cylinders. If this guy's not contributing, okay, well, we have other guys we can run. And like, you know, they retained Danov after acquiring him at the deadline, they retained Pavelski on a cheap deal. Um, they brought in Sam Steele, who's still 25, and he's shown that he could be a guy. It didn't work out for some reason so well in Minnesota last year, but I believe in Sam Steele. Like I think that he's definitely he definitely proved early on in his career that he's a guy. Um, and you just keep running through the roster, and they're like, they're really good. Um and you know, like I there's there's no weaknesses on the roster. And I think that they're prepared for playoff hockey. They've done it before. They've been to the cup final. They've been to the conference final. So that's twice in the past three cups or four cups. Four cups. They went in the bubble to the cup final. And then last year they went to the conference final. Like I think they're better than Vegas. No, in COVID they lost to uh, the Flames. No, in COVID they in, in the in the bubble they went they went to the final and lost to what's it oh, To the lightning and the bubble Next year, sorry. Mm-hmm. I believe. Like, I, I, think Dallas is real, real legit. Like, maybe their backup goaltender leaves a little bit to be desired, but Scott Wedgewood's respectable. Um. I uh, like. I just really think you know, like, point. Tell me where there's a weakness. I don't see one. There's they a have, huge.
0: Yeah, there's. I cannot disagree more. I think this is going to be a good team, but their defense is not good. Um, their backup goaltender being as bad as he was last year cost them because they had to burn Audiger so many times in a row. Maybe that's just coaching being bad, but Wedgwood is, ter- is not, not good. Um,
1: but the he, backup goaltender he, is fixable. It we'll really see. is. We'll see. Hey, look, Colorado would take Scott Wedgwood right now, I'm pretty sure. Um, Wait, what? But, like, if Wedgwood was available, I'm sure Colorado would take him over the options they have. Like, he's a, is he a top 60 goaltender in the league? I'm sure he is, and I'd venture to say he's probably closer to 45. So, while he's not unbelievable, you don't want him starting your to be your main starter, I would say he's – like you know, not in the bottom tier of backup goaltenders either. But then again, I'm on the East Coast. I don't watch Dallas as much as you do. You know, you're 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 in the Central Time Zone. You watch them probably play a lot more. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'm just totally off base. But uh, I mean, the way not, I see
0: it, not totally. I just I just think that is what definitely cost them last year, and they didn't change that. So maybe they
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe they see something in Wedgewood. They'll maybe play him a little more and not burn out Ottinger, but that was—he played like six or seven games in a row down the stretch toward the end of the regular season and was ridiculous. Like they weren't going to catch Colorado, um, and it cost him. Odinger was not—I mean, he was—he was good in the playoffs, but he was not what he can be. He's an elite top five goalie, um. But yeah, that defense is everything. That's going to cost him again. They didn't do anything. I, I, Harley Harley is a guy that could, I think, he should be. Shooter is washed. Uh, he's washed? washed, really. Yeah, shooter's horrible. Um, okay. He's, he's slow. If he's yeah, he's not a contributor offensively. He's not what he was defensively. So, so he can't do
1: anything. Okay. Uh, I, I, I I didn't I didn't realize that. In, uh, in, this is, this is a great look, but, you know, I guess I got to, you know, tune into some more Dallas games to, you know, readjust my assessment. Um,
0: I'm a little harsh, but I think they should have done more on the defensive end. I think bringing in Duchesne is huge. They're deeper. We'll see what Dadinoff can do. He was pretty good for them in the playoffs. Like they, they got depth scoring in the playoffs. It was good. Um, so I think, and they got Wyatt Johnston at a breakout. He's going to be awesome. And I agree with you with the Sam Steele thing. He, I thought he did all right. Um, in, in Minnesota, I thought he was good on the PK as well. Um, I think he makes them deeper there. Delandria's fine. He's solid. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the defense is going to cost them, but I think Harley makes up for what they had in like Colin Miller. He was horrible. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Harley's a solid guy. He's got good instincts, good skating, can move the puck. So I, I think he moves up eventually for Suter. Um, but my whole my, – my, my greater point is that they, they should have addressed that and they didn't, and we'll see if they should have or not. I think they should have. They're still going to be – I think they're going to be second in the central and it's going to be fine. They're make the playoffs. Right. And if they can bounce out the goaltending and get uh, more – chance for Wedgwood, it'll be better for him, it'll be better for Ottinger, so right, right.
1: Um, I yeah. mean like they, they can't really like upgrade at forward anymore, like they just, it doesn't make sense you're, you're using 55 and a half or so million dollars of your cap on your 13 forwards um, it, I think it's very clear that they need to upgrade a defense um, so well,
0: that's what, that's what
1: they're going to go for at um at the trade deadline or maybe even earlier, depending on who's selling early. Um, like it could be that this is like it's the very clear weak point in the roster. Like it's just not as depthful as their as their forwards. Um, like I I I anticipate Jim Nill is he's already you know hunting around. Like last year he pulled in those Lundqvist uh, out of out of the Rangers camp because. Uh, they were ready to move on or he asked for a trade, something of that sort. I wouldn't be shocked if he, he, he's, he has, you know, a tendency that he does early moves like earlier in the season. Sometimes I wouldn't be shocked if he goes and he pulls something together, you know, possibly even like, you know, in the next couple weeks or, you know, one of those late October or mid November trades. Yeah. I mean, because like, this no. is the year Pavelski. I think this is the last year you do <laughs> Shane on a one year. Um, and, you know, you have lots of questions on defense with, you know, Harley and Lundqvist needing new contracts next year. This is the year to push your chips. I
0: agree. And I would also put question marks on Sagan and Ben. Um, Ben. But them
1: taking a step back is already like kind of incorporated in the fact that they have so many other guys. So even if they regress to, let's say, second line players, you know, like. Forty five
0: well, to sixty are, points. Hmm? They're already they're already second and third line guys.
1: Right. But like you think they're gonna drop even more?
0: Yeah, I mean the, I don't see it for Sagan. He's pretty injury prone at this point. Um I think he avoided losing a lot of time last year, but um Jimmy Ben I think is a third line guy.
1: Yeah, uh, he, he, he he's
0: that.
1: he's running on fumes a little bit.
0: Yeah, and it it showed in the playoffs a bit. Um, So, Mm -hmm. I mean, but you're saying if Ben regresses and Sagan regresses. I'm not worried.
1: I'm not worried because they have more young guys in the system who they're ready to make an impact. You have Maverick Bork, who's a first-round pick from two years ago, three years ago. He's ready. or close to it. They have Logan Stankovin. He was one of the best players in junior last year in the CHL playing for – I think it was Kamloops. I'm pretty sure it was Kamloops. And he had, you know, like 120 points or something like that. Like, that guy, he's ready to – like, the reason he's not on this roster right now is simply because they're so loaded. So if those guys, take, you know, need to take a step back, they can pivot and they can bring those, those guys up and they're ready to be impact players from what it sounds like and what it appears.
0: I mean, Wyatt Johnson did it but the leap from juniors to, you know, a cup contending and playoffs. No, for
1: sure. For sure. I, I, I'm making it, I'm being flippant about it and saying it's like really simple. Yeah. He could just do it. But like Logan Stankoven looks to be, he looks like a real impact guy from the way he plays, the way he sees the ice, the way he passes, like he has real vision and hockey and, you know, offensive IQ just off the charts. Um, so like even if those guys take a step back you know Dadana maybe you know he just you know caught lightning in a bottle last year and you know he's not so good he's movable he's only he's making two and a quarter for a couple of years like that, you you can move that at not such a prohibitive additional cost
0: sure um, so yeah a lot to I mean this I don't see the Dallas roster changing much um, as the year goes on even if they regress but yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if the young guys can make an immediate impact. Um, let's, so do you have Dallas? Okay, you have Dallas obviously winning the division if you have them going uh, to the cup
1: I, finals. I, so. I, I I mean, like, look, there's a lot of good, I think they're in the top tier. Like, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. am I being, you know, a little bit hyperbolic saying, I think they're going to win the cup, maybe a bit. But like, I, no, think okay. I, I, I believe that they have, all that it takes to do it, especially with the premier goaltender, Ottinger. Like I still think back to that pl- series against the Flames, like la- not not this past year, but the prior year when the Flames yeah. won their division and how Ottinger just gave that team fits and Kachuk oh, yeah. just couldn't do anything. And Lindholm couldn't do anything. And like every single game was a one goal game. Like it, it was just very – it, it was just very shocking to watch that, like, this guy is just like playing like hashish basically in some yeah. like crazy way. Like, he was just a wall of that was unpenetrable. And frankly, the Flames got lucky there and then immediately got steamrolled by Edmonton. Uh, I do question yeah. whether the Edmonton would have even beat Dallas that year.
0: Yeah, he's um, unbelievable. So he'll if, be that good. Yeah, he'll be the number one reason if they do. Uh, get to the final and can get over the hump. Um, but let's uh, let's move on to Minnesota. All um, right. Made the playoffs last year. Um, and I obviously love and understand the obsession with uh, Kaprizov, Boldy making the leap, Eriksson Ek being one of the best two-way guys in the league. Um, Zuccarello so just bot-
1: signed an extension today.
0: Yeah, and he's 36. But uh, that bottom six is suspect at best for me.
1: Um yeah, I, I'm looking at it, I do think they have some younger guys who they're hoping are gonna challenge. You know, like like a Marco Rossi who the you know sure. it seems he's fully healthy again following some health complications. Um you know I you know they brought in Patrick Maroon who he's a fourth line guy but he's a culture guy and he's not a total liability you know Jujar kara not a total liability like you could do worse i would i would say it like that i mean that's not such a massive vote of confidence either yeah um, it's not
0: much. you can uh,
1: not much not much better right uh, th- i think it's very clear that their ceiling is third i'm not even sure they're going to make they're going to they're going to fall into the third seat like because there are concerns that they're very top heavy yeah. Um. I mean, their goaltending is very solid, and their defense also has a lot of strengths in it. You don't like it? I hate it. What do you hate no. about their defense?
0: Not as defenders, necessarily. I think they can probably hold their own, but they offer nothing offensively.
1: Well, I think Faber, the guy who they signed at the end of last year in Addison, those are both... Catalyst guys who can make a breakout pass and um, can contribute, but they're unproven. Um, yeah, I mean the, the other four: Goligoski, Middleton, Brodeen Spurgeon. They, they're horses. They they can play big minutes, and um, and you know it's hard to it's hard to break down their defensive structure. That being said, they. I, I do hear that they offer limited defensive upside, but their main role is to defend.
0: Yeah, of course, I'm not taking anything away, but right. if they're not good skater, like not elite skaters, I mean, Middleton, he's he's all right. I don't see him as a top-pairing guy. Brodine, nothing. Spurgeon, he's good down year last year. Faber played two games, I don't know uh, much about him. Uh, Middleton, oh, they, Middleton there's hype
1: there's hype and he did stuff in college I'm not I'm not saying oh yeah you did something in college you're just gonna come jump off the ice and you know be a beast that being said though like there's hype so it could be that that's what they're hoping for
0: yeah no I I I, I'm not gonna write off Faber I'm just saying I'm proven Addison I do like I do like Addison and I love Gustafson and goal but um Mm -hmm. What their defensive group brings defensively, I do not know what this forward group is gonna do as far as if you put them in the content in the contender pool.
1: They're not in the top tier. They're definitely not. They might not even be in the second.
0: Yeah, I just mean like they're gonna be Johnson with a couple other just to scrape in, is my thought.
1: and, and and I mean, like they're really hampered for this year and this and next year because of the dead cap on Parise and Suter. And until that until that money goes significantly down in two seasons' time, yeah, that's an extra fourteen and close to fifteen million dollars that they get to play with. And Bill Guerin's going to go, and he's going to be wise about it. And they're they're like their peak is going to come at that point sure. when Kaprizov is twenty eight and just. In, in, in his prime, Boldy's 24. Entering his prime, Erickson X 28. And like, they're not expected to be in the same tier as the Dallas's and the Colorado's. They're expected to be competitive. They're expected to, like, if they don't make the playoffs, there will be, it'll be disappointing for them. Um, they're definitely expected to, whether it's in the wild card or the third or the third, or maybe, you know, they say, like, oh, we're we, we expect to contend for the division. I think that's unrealistic. Um, I mean, from from the way that you make dallas seem, um i would say like you 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 maybe would say like you think that they could maybe challenge for the second spot no or i, might, I might, the, Or no, no the, I'm the way reading I mean, into it too much
0: yeah the way i approach dallas is just from like a cup contender um, they're like i said dallas is going to be second they're i'm penciling them in a second in the division very good, very good squad that forward, like I said, they're deep. Minnesota not yeah. deep, but like to your point, not expected to do great things. I wonder if they just signed Zuccarello as just a bridge to that two years, well, I like think, you said. Really get I, think, out of I, think,
1: I think there's different things that, you know, probably play a factor. He's probably, he, he's probably a massive leader in the dressing room, and probably stepped up and filled a void once Parise and Suter left. Um, the cap's going up, so four point four point one two five is just not as big of a deal. Um, and like I don't think I think he's still serviceable. Um, yeah, no, in terms of right. like the money that he like in terms of his stats, like last year he had sixty seven points.
0: Yeah, he's was pretty saying,
1: good.
0: I'm saying based on the contract extension, then. What are they saying with it like what are they saying about their expectations they if they are not expecting to do anything great this year then why sign them
1: um, I mean I think it's, it, there's there's value I mean, are you going to get the production of zuccarello at that cost point on in, on the open market no I don't think you will so even if he regresses by 10 20 percent it's still you're not overpaying for him that's probably like, I think that's the rationale that I would argue about. I, I would argue for it. Um, I think this might be Marcus Foligno's last year there. Um, like, I just think that like, he's the exact type of guy that he's going to go to free agency and a team that wants a culture guy is going to be willing to overpay for him, you know, in a three or four year deal just because he's like, you know, I don't know what the hockey equivalent of a five tool player like in baseball is, but he can do everything. Not anything, like, unbelievably, but he just contributes in so many ways that uh, the age age just won't be as big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's someone who I would watch that. If Minnesota does take a step back this year, he could go for a lot at the deadline.
0: Yeah. Um, I am eager,
1: last point I'll make, is
0: I'm eager to see, obviously, Kaprizov play because I love watching him play, but... How he, you know, if he's fully back 110% from that injury, that would look pretty gruesome. Right. Glad um, he made it back to play in the playoffs. It was clear that he wasn't the same. So I'll be eager to see how he does in the sure. early going here. Um, any, like, hard prediction on where they finish?
1: I think I think the simple answer is third. Um, but I actually think they're going to take one of the wild card spots. Um I really am expecting um, St. Louis or Winnipeg to. I'm well, well, not not both of them, but one of them is going to figure things out again. Like that, like they but like you go through the names on both of their rosters, and we'll get there. I'm not sure how what your order is exactly, but I do think that one of them. They 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 just have. There's a lot of quality talent on the roster, so I expect one of those teams to take the third spot.
0: Yeah. No, that's another good segue because I got Winnipeg next. Winnipeg next. Um, I okay. love, I love what they did. I love uh, Pierre Luc Dubois as a player. Um, obviously, wanted to move on, um, or at least you know get a huge payday, which he got uh, in L.A. But I love what the Jets got back, and I think it's going to be a great, uh, not a great, but a good year. I don't necessarily have them as you know, in that top tier um, list. They're a, but...
1: team. They're a fringe playoff team who has a stud goalie who's on an expiring deal uh, that really they should trade because they can get a lot back for him and that will help them set up for the future, especially if he doesn't really want to stay. Am, am I totally off base on that? Like, I'm shocked he's still on them.
0: Yeah, I actually thought he'd be moved as well. Just from the PLD fallout, I thought Mark Scheifele would be gone as well. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe there's, and I, I mostly I, I put this on their coach. I think their coach is awful. Um, Rick Bonus, he's just not good. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Ruined Dallas' chances by, you know, preaching the really boring offense, and it was. Only less boring because Kyle Connor and Mark Scheifele are aliens and can do whatever they want. Zone, but so, so you um,
1: think Kyle Connor's is their top offensive player, right? Yes. So, so I have this weird thing with Nikolai Ehlers, where I think that this guy, maybe it's where he is, maybe it's you know he has an attitude thing. I, I, there's been like conflicting reports that have come out about different things about his personality. I think he's unbelievable.
0: Oh yeah. That's I'm also saying that bonus is he's horrible at dealing with managing that. Yeah.
1: Um like I I think that like whatever Ehlers' goal total is, you know, if you're if you're into gambling, hit the over. He's just so talented. Uh, and it really doesn't matter who he plays with, he creates for himself and he he just can do. What many, many others cannot. Um, who who else did they lose other than Dubois? Like it happens to be like, I think Dubois is a phenomenal defensive player. I really think he's overrated in terms of like his overall offensive upside. like yeah, he'll score 20, 25 goals and he'll he'll pocket 50, 55 assists. like you know he's a He's probably a close to around a point a game player. but does he really scare you? Like is he a nine million dollar player? Like he's basically getting paid. Like I just personally have never feared him that way. When he was on Columbus and when he was on Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting question because I, I, I do like him, but yeah. In the same vein, sometimes he's just out there for a skate. You know, it's like
1: yeah. Also I, has you know, attitude concerns.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got the speed, size, good handles, good shot, but I would not. See, I can't foresee him being on, like, a cup-winning team.
1: Right. Like, I think Gabe Velarde is basically as good as him and
0: younger. I don't know about that, but I love Velarde. I like love – Velarde
1: Velarde's had a lot of health problems, which is why he hasn't established himself the same way. But what he did last year for Los Angeles, it was very comparable. And just maybe they were just afraid, like, you know, we're just selling high. But if they're able to shelter him in a, in a health way, not in a playing way, that he's, you know, able to manage and, you know, hopefully he doesn't, like, have any more concussion issues or anything like that. Like, he's a really good player. He's 11th overall pick for a reason.
0: Yeah. I, think that, that... I maybe have
1: that wrong. Maybe he even went higher than that. Maybe it was, like, eighth. But, like, I he was a that. top prospect, and he's really good.
0: Yeah, he's a great net front uh he's got great stick skills uh he can finish from anywhere um i love if he's on the first line that guy's gonna be so valuable as far as fantasy goes right. um, he's
1: gonna be feeding Eilers and connor all day
0: yeah i uh it's oh back to your Eilers point i what what is his goal projected goal uh total? um so
1: i don't have it on hand i'm imagining it's probably hovering around 30. i like him to even score possibly yeah. 40. Like
0: he's, yeah, he's, so, I, I, I'm
1: a massive believer in him,
0: yeah. And I, me and my brother, love him as well. Like, we, my brother and I have had him on fantasy a couple of years, um, back and forth. But it might, my, my, my concern or your concern with Velardi's health is mine with healers. So that's the only yeah, thing that's holy valid. That's valid.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I did want to point out also Perfetti. Missed a big chunk of last year. He's going to be huge for them if he can stay healthy. And then um, the other two guys that came over from L.A., Rasmus Kapari, is going to be a fourth-line center. And then uh, Alex that's it. Also, a do-it-all. You think,
1: Kup- you think Kapari is going to be the fourth-line? Like, that's it? Like, I would envision they have – they envision a higher role for him based off of his pedigree.
0: I think they – could move him up to the third, have Lowry drop, but we'll see. Um, I'd rather have Kupari on the third. Lowry's serviceable mm-hmm. there, but not uh, you know, he's he doesn't have quickness or um, but then again, on the, on the third line, like you just need a, a good distributor and Lowry's a good passer. Um, but uh, I could definitely see him jumbling, see it jumbling up, but this is a bonus we're talking about, too. So,
1: right. No uh,
0: faith in Yeah. I do love Iafalo being there. Uh, he gives them a stronger PK and a pretty reliable, you know, middle six guy.
1: All right. Um, yeah, I don't see Ehlers as totals on DraftKings. Okay. Um, I don't think they're such a big hockey market. Um, like, they just have, you know, some more of the basic – things you would look at as maybe Euler's is more niche Winnipeg's a small market. Um, I guess, you know, we we'll, we could circle back to the next week, you know, we'll look it up sure. and we'll come back here.
0: Yeah. Um, so real quickly on the jets defense, any strong opinions there
1: it's weak. Um, like there's names, Dylan de is a name, Ben Dillon's a name, Peon's name, Schmidt's a name, Stanley's a name, Morrissey's great, like he's really, really good. Um, it kind of, like, just feels like, I would say, I, I know all of these guys are quality NHL defensemen, but I don't see anything in particular that, really, I'm like, wow, they have that guy. It's kind of just like, oh, yeah, I know him. It's like, you know, you have your Benoit Ruse and um, Nick Letty. I mean, I like Nick Letty. It's a, it's a bad example. But, like, there's, like, classic guys. They've been around. You trust them to a degree. But like, there's nothing really there that really impresses me. But also, it's not really disappointing or like concerning. It's just like it's you know slightly above mediocre, serviceable, trustable. But I don't see anything I'm in love with more other than Morrissey, who's you know a number one defenseman, top ten defenseman in the NHL. Um, you know, I I could if things go sideways, I think Schmidt and Pionk could both go for a decent haul because they're both number four, maybe number three if you squint your eyes type of defenseman. Pionk definitely has the offensive upside. Um, I mean, yeah. with Schmidt, you just have the question of, like, he really only worked in Vegas, so maybe that uh, regress, uh, it depreciates his value.
0: Yeah, I I thought Schmidt was going to do really good last year, and he took a huge step back. I think he can, if he gets back to, like, a middle ground of last year and, and what he did and uh, Vegas and, um, was he he also in- three years
1: ago. He was, he, no, he started his career in Washington. He got yeah. drafted in the expansion draft, I think was with Vegas right. for a bit. And then yeah. he got traded to Vancouver for like a third round pick because they were so desperate for cap space to sign Peter Angelo. And that was a total disaster. So Vancouver just gave him away for a third round pick recoup their asset. And he hasn't yeah. really like reverted back to his pre Vancouver, um, you know, impressions since. And that's a while ago. That's three full seasons out of Vegas. Maybe he just worked in that system.
0: Yeah, that's definitely possible. I think. I, think Brennan... Would I be
1: shocked? Maybe, you know, like Dallas goes after him. Peter DeBoer had him in, in Vegas. Like maybe that's a good match. Like, yeah. You know, but yeah. that's, you know, four or five months away. Like, you know, we don't need to think about trade deadline and who fits where yet. Just, you know, just an idea that popped in my head.
0: Yeah. No, I don't hate that. But I, the last, well, I wanted to, I said, I was saying like Piong, Morrissey, DeMello, Schmidt, they're like, whatever, like uh, exactly what you were saying. Brendan Dillon, I think is a traffic cone.
1: You think he's, you don't like it.
0: I don't think he's good at all. I think he.
1: I For him to play on your third line, I think he's an above average third liner, which is what he is.
0: Like third uh, he's pairing.
1: not playing. Top, he's not playing top four, is he?
0: He's projected to be, but I don't know. I think <clears throat> I think uh, Stanley could be better.
1: Just bonus needs to trust him, and also keep in mind they have Vinny Hinola in the minors, uh, who probably should be in the NHL. I don't know why Dylan Sandberg is ahead of him. Yeah, um, but. You know, I would say, I think he's like waiver out, oh no he's he's waiver exempt apparently, which is it doesn't make sense like he's been around for a while. I would say that um heinola um, I would look for him to get moved if he doesn't make it back because like if it's not working here, let him go work somewhere else and get something for him, like there's no reason for him to sit and play in the a anymore,
0: sure, um. All right, you have them scraping for a wild card I have them leapfrogging Minnesota um, so ass- you have
1: Winnipeg at third
0: yeah assuming this I don't one. have the
1: make of the playoffs. I don't have the make of the playoffs
0: okay I like that
1: I, I think I, I mean I, I think that they I really just think they need the trade to tellba like I think it's really poor asset management to keep him around. And um if they don't make the playoffs, I think Shuffle Dayoff's gonna get fired. He's been there for 10 years almost. Um and I, I really think that you know the smart thing here would be cash in on your assets, plan for the future. You have already young guys who can help you surround them with as many, you know, bullets in the chamber to work out as you can. But, um, it seems like they are not intending on doing that. And I think that it's going to blow up in their face. Like I think St. Louis has way more of a chance of coming back to being a playoff team of some caliber.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I realized that I said at the beginning, we wouldn't go too deep in the playoff prediction, but anyway, we're here doing that. Um, we, we could talk about St. Louis next, um, as because yeah, have them being somewhere, you know, that St. Louis, Minnesota, I have them pretty close, uh, and because not because of their forwards necessarily, it's defense and goaltending again. Um, I love that they added Vrana and Kapanen last year, and then Kevin Hayes this year. I think, and then the young guys that they develop, they just seem to churn out these guys. I can,
1: and there's a lot there. There's Pretty a lot of, there's a lot of those guys.
0: Yeah. And, uh, let's see.
1: Have they also brought, did they just bring back Sammy Blay? or he was there before?
0: They brought him back last year. Um, it was last year. I yeah. mean, I think,
1: I think he's a fourth liner and he's a quality fourth liner.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't like Brandon Saad. I think he's washed now. I hear that. Um, well, has and, been a couple years. Um, so I, I wonder what they do. Well, I don't know I even know what his contract situation is there, but, um, I think Robert Thomas is going to have a, a really good year again, but he is you, two more years
1: after this one at four and a half.
0: Okay. Yeah. Could be
1: tough to move.
0: Yeah, I think so. I don't think he's worth much. Um, Robert Thomas, I like, I, I, whatever, whatever his goal total projected is I think he goes over. I think he's gonna shoot more. Um that's that Is way. he
1: the shooter on their line though? I thought Kairu's yeah. more of the scorer. Yeah no kairu's definitely so maybe
0: not but I, I could see Thomas shooting more. That's all I mean it's not a hot take. Wait. But
1: no, no uh, I mean it's definitely reasonable.
0: Yeah. And I like I really like Sunquist as their fourth line center. He's he's solid. And then uh Torpa sure. Chang neighbors solid solid players no Uh, i
1: i these are all guys who i think they're 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 of a certain quality you know respectable acceptable quality i think their defense is really the massive concern i mean biddington's always a concern but he's hot and cold yeah um so it just depends on you know what mood he's in what side of the bed he wakes up on um their defense could be elite. It could also be a tire fire. It's really just that's the thing that's going to determine how this season goes. I really think that for them to be successful, Scott Perunovich needs to become a top four guy and an impact guy at that. Um, you know, this is a former first round pick of high qual- of high pedigree. He was supposed to be able to come straight into the NHL and be what an impact year? guy. And so far he hasn't done that.
0: What year was he drafted?
1: He was drafted in um, I want to say 2018, 2018 oh, he was a second round pick. I'm sorry he was not a first round pick, but he he was a high he was supposed to be really strong or, or, or of high value. and he hasn't really got there. You know, yeah, he, he had very strong numbers at University of Minnesota Duluth, and he's played 19 games and it wasn't even last year. It was the, the, the year before when they did make the playoffs. Like he's got to do more. like it's that's really what it boils down to. Um, and uh, if he does, then, I, I mean, look, maybe he's just a bust at this point. Like, you know, he he's been out of university for three seasons or two seasons at least, and he hasn't really done anything. I think he still could. We'll see. I mean, I'm not sure. Well, like, but I think he could. Scandella, their, their, you know, and Bortuzzo. I think is their bottom line, their bottom pair. That's kind of concerning for to have two your two oldest defensemen, thirty-three and thirty-four years old, and both of them are not what they used to be. And Bortuzzo wasn't much to begin with. Um, yeah, the real problem is that they have five defensemen with forms of you know, four with complete no trades and one with a modified no trade. They're kind of stuck with what they got. So they better figure out how to make it work. Otherwise they're, they're not gonna make the playoffs again.
0: They're not gonna make it work. Um Falk is not good defensively, but he can score. Um and the other three I mean Letty, Pareko, Tory crew he's not it. Um I I think they Missed the playoffs because of that. Um,
1: and I, I hear that. I mean, yeah. is there anyone in? Is there any possible? Like, uh, there's guys I recognize names, like I see, um, um, what's his name, Hunter Skinner? He, I think he was a somewhat noteworthy draft pick when they took him in, they for him, for the Rangers. Um, in, and yeah, I don't remember what trade but, was that in the. It was in the in not um Tarasenko trade. Um, like maybe they expect him to become something.
0: I mean, if they're looking for those guys to elevate them, it's probably not. It doesn't a uh, probably not a not right? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: but I mean, we'll see about the offense. I think Verona is an absolute elevator as far as power play production and if they get a full season of what he did last year look out um but yeah I won't we don't have to talk about them much more i think we're
1: close to yeah, an agreement mean, uh, yeah like would they the, would I, i'll be shocked if they make it but i don't yeah.
0: know sure yeah agreed um we don't have to spend I mean, much it, time on
1: yeah uh
0: which would be the next team nashville
1: Nashville, I mean, I, I think we briefly spoke about it uh, in our initial introduction. Nashville just the they're just not sexy. Like I guess it's really just the way of putting it. It's like you have serviceable forwards, you know your top their top forward after Philip Forsberg is Ryan O'Reilly. um who's not a top line center. He's probably that's fair. But, like, you don't – they don't have anything beyond him. Like, Tomasino hasn't really emerged. Cody Glass emerged as an NHL player, but I'm not sure he's a top-six player. Uh, Gurianov, not a top-six player. is not a top-six player. Like, they're just, like, totally – they're they're mediocre and probably sub-mediocre in terms of their offense. And that's really been Nashville's problem for, I don't know, a decade. You know, since the days of David Legwand and Martin Erat. Um, I mean, like in 2017, they weren't bad when they went to the final, but like, they haven't been able to figure out how do we get high impact offensive players. And that could have just been David Poyle's strategy of how he went about things for a long time, but he literally just brought in Barry Trox, who was his guy for the longest amount of time. I don't see their strategy changing. And, uh, I think it's, it's going to put them in a place where like. If you're relying on your defense, you're relying, relying on your goaltending, especially with Saros is a year and two years away. He, he has another year after this one, but he's a free agent. Um I don't think this team's making the playoffs. Like I don't think there's a chance to make the playoffs. I don't think no. I don't think their their um their offseason moves made sense. I mean, getting rid of Duchesne and Johansson, I understand why you wanted to do that, but you didn't replace that. And Yeah, I mean, um, if they're
0: they're planning yeah. to, they're obviously not planning to be contending this year, but and so I agree with them moving on from Duchenne and Johansson. But I don't I don't get them bringing in Nyquist or O'Reilly, to be honest.
1: Well, I mean those are veterans, and they have young guys, so they want them to lead. That's that's really the way I understand it.
0: Yeah, and then maybe move like Gurianov I think stinks. Like, are they gonna maybe move Nyquist and Goryanov if they do anything of relevance, like individually, uh, like at the top? Prob-
1: probably. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I would presume as much. But Nyquist yeah. also can't stay healthy. Like he signed a four-year right. deal in Columbus. I want to say it was prior to the pandemic, and. He didn't do anything for four years. Like I think maybe his career high he was maybe a half a point a game player a couple of years.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Oh, he he in he didn't he. So the first year he scored four, he was not bad. Forty two points in like seventy games, and then he didn't play the year of you know the small the the mini seasons and uh, the the exclusively divisional schedule. Um um Columbus um yeah and he didn't do anything wrong. like he he's he seems to be washed to me went to Minnesota didn't yeah. really do much there at, at the trade deadline like um no. i mean i don't know he had five points and six five assists in six games in the series against um shoot, they they Dallas like maybe yeah. they think he's going to rediscover it i don't see it um yeah, like yeah, that.
0: I I don't see it. Um, so I mean, it's they're whatever moves. Uh, I do. I am gonna differ on like I I don't think okay, obviously I don't think Evangelista is a first line or first line guy right now. But I like what he showed. I like Parsonen a lot. I like Tomasino was okay. I think Cody Glass is pretty good. Like not a top six, but maybe middle six um Novak was all right. I think mm-hmm. like the nothing spectacular yet is in, right. in in my my book. So then that defense is going to be like you said a big like down. Um like Fabro is a big hitter but not much after that. And then they'll,
1: they'll be good. They'll be good, but it's not even like they'll be what they were in previous years. There's no Ryan Ellis or P.K. Subban on this defense from, you know, their high times.
0: No, I I don't think they're aiming for that um, based on what they did in the draft and so forth. Like, they're building, they're rebuilding, and this is the transition year. Um, Another – well, it'd be interesting. The most interesting thing here is Soros, obviously. Like, he's one of the top-tier goalies. He's – we'll see. I think they'll try to lock him up. Um, be interesting to see what they're, I don't think they're in cap hell. Um, so don't have to spend too much time on this team. They're not going anywhere this year. Um, so we can move on to Arizona, pretty intriguing team in my mind. What say you,
1: Mm. Arizona? I, I really think that they're going to take a step because they need to right like kind of like I think you know they made some smart moves got in Sean Derzy. I really like that yeah um Valamaki I don't know what he did last year but I also like that you know he's young enough that he could still become something Dumba obviously is a strong pickup you don't I know you don't like him but at the number that they got on short term it makes sense Sure. my cons- I, My concern, my concern is that their entire defense is, <laughs> needs new contracts next year, um, and forward, like you know, they brought in Zucker, they brought in Kerfoot they brought in um, Bukestad. I think was somewhere else yeah. last year. It just yeah. know, a lot of, yeah. but like you know, I th- I think that they have the forwards if they could do things. I think Nick Schmaltz needs to get back to what he was. Um,
0: well, he had a good year. He just got injured a bit,
1: but so, that's every year for him.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just health at this point. Otherwise, he was he was producing pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think I think Cooley and Dylan Gunther. They're hoping they like. They're hoping those two just become horses for them immediately, and I think that that's a little unrealistic. Um, the one guy who I'm going to be honest. I know that, you know, he was a breakout guy last year and he had, like, down-ballot Calder votes. I don't think I've watched him play a shift. It's Matthias Michelli. So, like, I am i can't really comment because I just haven't seen him.
0: Dude, he's he's sick. He's really good. Yeah. yeah, I got to, I mean, not really good. I mean, I my whole thing is, like, they're young, on the younger side. Uh, so, I'm not expecting them to be world beaters, but I expect them to take a couple steps. Like, Michelli – was he showed like he can be a real deal playmaker needs to shoot more he was more of a distributor um i think with cooley if cooley can you know play well obviously then it's going to elevate michelli as his goal scorer having zucker there is awesome for that second line but yeah like i got to see actually got to see these guys play at the mullet arena
1: oh you went Um, down to arizona to phoenix
0: yeah so it was a lot of fun and um yeah, they were a scrappy team last year, and without some of these guys and Valmaki, like you mentioned before, like he's a young guy. He's not maybe. I I could see him. I think he and Jersey would be a good top pairing. Um, I love like you said. I, I I'm in lockstep. I love that they brought Jersey over. I'm not sure why LA let him go. They and it was to. kind of a lot.
1: They had to. They 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 had way too many guys. And he was going to be do he's do a massive raise after this contract.
0: I guess. Um, I, just, I think
1: they could have got more than a second for him. That's really the thing that puzzles me.
0: Yeah, I mean, either way, glad Arizona could get a, a what looks to be a real deal defenseman who can move the puck and be a power play general. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of indifferent on Bue said. He had an okay year last year. Um, I do like Boyd on that fourth line. I think he could maybe even beat third line. Um, McBain was solid last year. He's good. I love love Barrett Hayden as well.
1: Yep, he, yeah, he's he's also like – he needed time to develop, but it seems like he's emerging as a middle six center, and maybe even he can elevate himself. I mean, I think he'll be blocked at center by – cooley like i think cooley is their number one center maybe mm-hmm. not immediately but he has yeah. schmaltz ahead of him he has cooley ahead of him um like you have and there's McBain and hayton like that's a very solid down the middle core even if you move schmaltz like i i would say that long-term Haydens their their 2c but that's very that's high quality for a 2c
0: yeah and the chemistry he showed with keller last year and schmaltz for that matter I think sort hey, of that's,
1: him. that that's a line that sounds like a great line. And then you have a line with Cooley and Gunther and Michelli or Zucker. And, you know, we're cooking, we're cooking with something here. You know, I, yeah. I think like, I I won't be shocked if they make the playoffs. I'll say that. I think Tornier is a good coach. They have a good goaltender. Um, they need, they need, Upgrades on defense, like they need one or two guys, not even high quality guys, more just like people vets. Like right now they have Dumba and Derman. And those are the only two regulars I see in their defense. Like Josh Brown's not a everyday player, and Troy Stetcher maybe is. I think they need they need to bring in, you know, they need to bring in like, like a Scandella for example. Like like just someone like that, just to help mentor other guys and help them, like, oh, they help them not make mistakes. Because those that type of thing, people have value.
0: Yeah, Even if they
1: I... they empower others to to evolve as players, um, like Scandal's is probably not a good example. They like no. you know, but like they didn't really like. I I, I think that you know they need to replace Checkred a little bit, and I don't see anything in the system that really is going to do that. I mean, they do have. No. Um, oh no, I thought I just misread something. I thought they said they had Patrick Nemeth on a buyout. On a PTO, he's he just got bought out. Um, okay. Like the, I, I, I'm expecting them to make a move, and I think that they're going to go for it. Maybe not a yeah. like a hard buy, but I think they'll do something.
0: Yeah, I. They have Moser, who's a fine defenseman, and I, I do agree though. They need. They're probably missing a, uh, a leadership role on that D group, but as of right now. Like they're not trying to make a giant step, so I think it's okay for them to not have that yet. Right. Uh, we'll see what you know emerges, but um, I can see them battling for a wild card spot.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, just out of curiosity, what's your issue with Dumba?
0: I just don't think he's got it as far as like offensively, and he was quite the liability defensively last
1: mm-hmm. year as well.
0: Yeah, that that's all. I mean,
1: so, so if I'm understanding it correctly, you're you're saying you think he's over he's overrated. Well,
0: I think now he's properly rated. I just don't know why they brought him in. Maybe reinvigorate himself. Uh, maybe a trade chip. I don't know. I don't think it was a. It was definitely not a big contract. Um, so like, there's some, there's something still left there. It's not like he's age. Like he's not that old. Um, he's an NHL, but I don't. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. They haven't projected on the first pairing. And I just don't agree with that. I have Jersey and Valmaki in my book, and then Mosier and like Stetcher is a good shot blocker, uh, so that's quality um, depth defenseman. But Dumba, like not a big blocker, not a great. I don't know. Last year just looked like he was a like he was a terrible skater for some reason. I do not mm-hmm. like did stick with guys. Like I said, liability, but he's he's had good years. So it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility he re- recaptures uh, yeah. that. So, um, point being, I don't think he's a top bearing guy.
1: I, I understand uh, that. I, I, I don't think he is either. I think yeah. that there, you know, I think that there's definitely guys who, for some reason, you know, for some reason, there are people who like him. And they think that oh, like he's Matt Dumbo, he's five million dollars, six million dollar defenseman. I think he's like a he's a four, he's like also he's right-handed that that inflates his value a bit because those are more scarce. Um, I would say he's a second line right-handed defenseman and he's a good one at that. But like he's not if he's on your first pair, it's not that great. If he's on your third pair, you're doing great. He's just like he's a second line guy and he's like pretty trustworthy probably don't want to give him too many minutes. He's not really a premier power play threat. I don't mind him. I think that I, 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 it seems like he's, you know, a positive influence in the dressing room from what, you know, I've just, you know, read and, you know, I don't want to say I heard anything. I I haven't heard anything because I don't know anyone. Uh, But like from just from what I see and what I hear when I, when I listen, when, you know, I hear other people talk about him, he seems like, you know, a good guy that that'll fit in Arizona. And he, he will take on some form of leadership and help guide those younger guys, but they need more.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe he can be that guy this year that galvanizes the group. Uh, Maybe Mm -hmm. it elevates them to a wild card spot, but yeah. Um, Yeah. He he could be a fine second pairing guy. Um, I think, yeah, he was just asked to do too much and given too much in Minnesota last year for sure. Um, I mean, he was healthy scratches a couple, you know, I remember a handful of times, but um, we can move on to the last team in the Central, um, mm-hmm. Chicago, Blackhawks, my hometown team. They... It's the opposite of Nashville. <laughs> yeah, well, both are clearly in like a rebuild phase, but one has got a more clear direction, I guess.
1: Right. I, I mean, and we had briefly spoke about this also yesterday. Ch- Chicago's like the team is sexy in terms of the guys they have. I like their forward group. I really do. I think Taylor Radish is very underrated. I think he's a top six winger. You brought in vets. You know, I don't think Connor Bedard's going to get touched because if he does, he'll have Corey Perry and Corey Perry's going to spear him and Nick Felino's going to punch his face in. And, um, you know, the defense, it's not great. It's not, it's not, you know, superb, per se. Um, I mean, they do have Korczynski, who I think is, uh, he's he's a guy who can definitely step in and help. And they also have Ethan Del Mastro, who I think he's not ready yet, but he will be able to, maybe even mid-season, he'll he'll be able to do something. I'm not sure. It could be he'll need a full year, but he's a hot. He's I think he's like you know, has a, a decent level of pedigree you probably are more knowledgeable than I am. And if the forwards um, that they have on their current roster, you know, the Colin Blackwells, the McKenzie and whistles and such, they underperform. They have at least five guys in their minors who you would expect are ready or close to it, the Lucas Reichels and such to take a step and battle. Um, the big black hole, the big scar on the roster, is is their goaltending, and it's 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 a tire fire. Mrazek's not of a starting NHL quality, certainly, possibly not even of a backup quality. Um, yeah, you're yeah. You're, you're shaking your head like.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't totally disagree. I mean, I think Mrazek it could be a backup. Like that's just that's not a hot take either. It's not like we're disagreeing, but like. Yeah, He's, definitely not guess. One. He's definitely not number one. And again, this is quite literally the quintessential rebuild year with clear direction, a good prospect list. Um, I don't think, like, maybe... And a lot of
1: picks. A lot of picks. They have seven picks in the first three rounds this year. <clears throat> um...
0: Yeah. Um, so they're
1: in a good situation.
0: I think uh, the defense is pretty lacking but like you said we got we got guys waiting in the wings uh if Steph Jones can regain some of uh what he had in Columbus that'd be awesome because last year was one of the worst I've ever seen Mm -hmm. um Tenorti old dude uh, Connor Murphy's whatever he's probably a third pairing guy on a contending team so not expecting like it's not
1: yeah, him I think pick. that he, I think he has like teams would value him. Like if if Chicago would put him on the market, I think they would get a very very solid offers for him because he once again right handed, he's not old, he's only thirty, and he's serviceable. Um, you know, like you know, and another guy who maybe like Dallas would go after or another team that is in need of a little bit of defensive help. Um, so like yeah, and Zaitsev, Zaitsev's. I, I'm familiar with him as a Leafs fan. Yeah, he's high event. Um, if if he could play defense, like if he could play, get on the power play, which I don't think he will, because Jones is there, he'll yeah. he'll contribute, but he's not good at defending. <laughs> he's no. not. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any other way of describing him.
0: No, I uh, I'm not. I'm not putting a lot of weight or, you know, strong opinions on the D group. I think uh, my main focus is going to be on the young guys and seeing if, like, if, if Ryan Johnson can replicate what he did last year, it was kind of a, a nice resurgence for him. Ryan Donato, I'm excited about. Like um, I could be a late, not, maybe not a mainstay here in Chicago, but it looks, seems like he's just a late bloomer. Uh, he played really well in Seattle last year.
1: Um, and he was on Minnesota yeah. and San Jose and Boston before, and I think he's he's good. My I I don't remember him so well when he was on Boston. He got traded really early in his career. Um, from from all the stops, I I'm really just it's maybe maybe he puts it all together, but no, I he's mean probably a bottom oh. six guy who's pretty talented, but maybe doesn't yeah. put all the effort in all the time or something. Like I'm just not super familiar with him. No, I, mean, I mean, just, I would, I would maybe check the expectations a tad.
0: Oh no. I mean, the expectations are bottom six guy, but in, in Seattle, he was, he was good. Like a good fit, right. like nothing that's spectacular. Right. but that's what, that's my expectation is be like, maybe he grows into himself with this group and can be a guy that we want, we want on that, you know, Four or five grand.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have one question as a yeah. non-Chicago fan. Um, what are your thoughts on giving giving up Ian Mitchell?
0: Um. I didn't necessarily want to do it. I is he going to be a forward or defenseman? He,
1: he's. I think he's going to play D for Boston.
0: Yeah. And I would have liked to see him in this grouping or in, on this team. He's still really young. And I thought – 24. Yeah, fairly talented. I would like to see him play more than Zaitsev, that's for sure, or Tenorti. You know, I, I don't
1: I don't think that Boston was accepting that as a return for Hull and Foligno. Yeah. I mean, really,
0: no. I don't see Mitchell as like this – projected like top pairing guy, but I mean I, I'll take Felino. And... I mean back when he left
1: Denver, I think he was. I remember they drafted him in Boakfist in the second in this in the twenty seventeen draft. And like those are supposed yeah. both supposed to be like very strong players for them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Boquist uh, yeah he had a decent year in Columbus last year, but uh I'm eager to see, yeah. The two guys you mentioned, Foligno and yeah, Felino and Hall. I, I like those additions, veteran presence. Uh, I'm eager to see what Hall can do with Bedard. Um, they already showed like pretty good chemistry in last night's preseason game. Um, Bedard looked like he could play with you know pro players, and that's not a surprise. But it's just like it's good to see. Um, Wasn't a full St. Louis squad, but still. Um, Yeah. I don't, I know you were yesterday, you were expressing maybe playoffs, but. uh, Yeah. I mean,
1: without an upgrade in goaltending, I, it's really tough to squint. Like I would say that the team, like I, I, the team that maybe I could see actually taking the jump now that we've really talked it out is Arizona, like I'm thinking about it more and I'm like, why not? Um, like, you know, I think they're better than Nashville. I think they're better than Winnipeg. Um, I mean, they're not better than Winnipeg, but Winnipeg should sell. Um, I think they're better than St. Louis uh, and they're better than Chicago. So you're already fifth. Push, push and you could do something. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, just circling back to Arizona, what happens obviously with the arena because that, that that you know, potential off-ice ambiguity could lead to a dip in their performance. You know, like like one of the off season things was like Clayton Keller's dad was like saying like, he's going to request a trade, like, you know, just like classic helicopter parenting. Um, Well, it sounds
0: like like they're going to stay. They bought a bunch of land um, in Arizona. So
1: I mean, we'll, we'll see, you know, it could be they're going to be moving to Utah.
0: Um, But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect this team to sniff the Blackhawks set is to sniff the playoffs, but I think they'd be scrappy because
1: um, – Yep, not easy to play good. against, but easy to score on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll – okay, we were horrible on offense last year. I think we take a step forward in that department for sure. But yeah, like, I, to I, you, 100%. To your, point, to your point, yeah, the goals against could be um, – not stressful, just uh annoying. Um, but um that's all right. We're rebuilding, like I said. Um expectations are low, so they'll probably be surpassed, and that is all we want. The uh Madhouse on Madison will be a little more ex- more exciting than last year, that's for sure. Um, but uh we can wrap up there. Pretty long episode, but you know, we're covering a whole division.
1: Um Yeah, I think an hour and a, under an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, Hour 20 to do that. I think it's, you know, pretty succinct.
0: Yeah. All right. And,
1: and, um, I guess, uh, we'll be signing off. Have a great weekend, everyone. And, um, we'll, we'll talk to you next time, next week in the same spot.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you do, uh, give Sports Ethos a follow. Give us a follow. Um, and we appreciate it. yeah, rated five stars. We appreciate all the listens and the uh, the comments if you got them. Definitely opinions are welcome. Um, but uh, we'll see you next time. All right.